Hello and welcome to the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast with your host, Charles Cantu, CEO of Reset Digital. I'm Mike Burbridge, Director of Marketing Futures and producer of this podcast. As the weather starts to heat up, there's not a more perfect brand I can think of to have on the show than Bacardi, the largest family-owned spirits company in the world. We spoke with Ned Duggan, Global Senior Vice President of Marketing for Bacardi, about two very different but both future-facing campaigns that have been making waves in the past year. Ned discussed why having an entrepreneurial spirit was vital to bold and innovative marketing, and why music is so vital to the Bacardi brand. Let's go. Well, Ned, um, I understand you've been at Bacardi for uh, almost 14 years, and I think it would be helpful to the audience if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey um, from senior brand manager all the way up to global SVP of marketing, and I think I just uh, heard CMO. Uh, CMO, not yet. Uh, not, not quite. Yet. No, okay. I'm a, a senior vice president of, uh, of marketing for Bacardi. And I actually, uh, I started 14 years ago with the company as an assistant brand manager on the Doers brand. Uh, and I'd come, uh, I joined the company right out of graduate school. And before that, I had been in, in finance, actually working in capital markets. Um, so, uh, so I had a, a bit of a career shift, went back to, to grad school and then, um, came out and immediately started working at Bacardi in the, in the Scotch business. I worked there for three years before moving over to, to work on the Grey Goose brand in, uh, in about 2008, which was a really interesting time actually, because it was right when the recession hit. So it was uh, an interesting time to be on a brand in, in the luxury space when, uh, when times were very challenging. And then uh, took that experience and actually moved over to our London office, uh, where our global marketing was was headquartered at the time, and worked on the Grey Goose brands globally, really trying to expand the brand outside of the U.S. After a few years in London, I moved back to uh, to Miami and worked on Bombay Sapphire and a number of other of our. Uh, smaller brands like the Saint-Germain brand, the Doucet brand, and then about two and a half years ago, moved over to the flagships of to Bacardi Rum. And uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a wild ride on, the, on this brand. It's been a great time. That's amazing and a massively impressive pedigree, I must say. Oh, thank you. We're, we're, here, to, we're here to talk uh, about two campaigns that reflect Bacardi's future-facing nature um, in very different ways, quite frankly. Uh, can you tell us what about Bacardi's company's culture and organization that enables the brand to activate bold, cutting-edge campaigns? Sure. I think ever, ever since I joined the company, Bacardi's prided itself on being, uh, being family-owned and having more of an entrepreneurial lean than, than other companies in our industry and, and generally in consumer products. And so we pride ourselves on being the largest family-owned spirits company in the world. And we're, we, we actually are a company that we talk about our values quite a bit. And, and the values of the company are, are very simple. There's one that's around family and it's around treating each other like family. Uh, and that goes all the way through from the employees to the actual family shareholders. And then there's one that's called founders. It's around having a founder's mentality, treating every dollar as if it's your own and really taking your own angle with the company as, as an owner. And then the final one, which I think is, is probably answers your question the most, is around being fearless and, and taking risks. And the company actually actively encourages the employees to take risks in whatever area they're in. And so it's, it's not being reckless, but it's around 
playing to win and making sure that what, what we are doing, especially when it comes to marketing, is something that people will pay attention to and will break through. And so it's a, it's a source of real pride for the company. And, and I think uh, risk taking is actually one of, the, one of the real benefits of working at a company like Bacardi. I love that. I love that. And it's a great um, segue into discussing the first uh, campaign, which is the future doesn't suck and cease and desip. Uh, yes. Those initiatives um, with Lonely Whale, can you, can you tell us about that campaign and why Bacardi decided that Lonely Whale was the right organization to partner with and what that process was like for you? Sure. I think, I mean, this is a campaign that started uh, a few years ago with the Lonely Whale. And the idea is taking a look at our industry. One of the ways that people interact with our product is through plastic straws. And we actually started this at a time when not as many companies and people were talking about plastic straws and the impact on, envir- on the environment. So uh, the Lonely Whale was an organization that uh, was very focused on this more as a gateway to talking about gaining awareness for other areas where plastic is harming the environment. So it's really an opportunity for Bacardi to take a space that we know well, which is drinks and traditional way that people have interacted with our product in the past, which is through a straw. And really as a leader in the industry, educating people on the dangers of using straws and trying to eliminate straws from people's daily lives. And so we set out with them a few years ago to to have a pretty ambitious goal of eliminating a billion straws by 2020 through our activities. So eliminating straws started internally from everything that we do with, with, with our own employees. And then it expanded out to the events and the concerts and all the activities that we sponsor through our marketing activities. And then it, it started to go beyond to our partners. And so whether it's a hotel chain or bars or restaurants, really encouraging our partners to take this pledge. And we have big partnerships with groups like Live Nation, the concert venue, company that, um, that we've been partnered with for some time, and they've taken the plunge to eliminate plastic straws. So it's, it's been a, a very rewarding campaign for us. It's an opportunity through our day-to-day business and through our industry to call awareness to uh, an important issue. Yeah, I love that. Um, could you help me understand why sustainability and brand purpose is important to a brand like Cardi and the industry in general? Sure. I think, I mean, more and more, I think with, with attention being called to, to the environment and some of the dangers we face, I think it's, it's, it's important to everyone from our consumers, see it as very important, and also internally, and we will not be able to produce our products without clean water, without the resources that we hold dear in order to bring our product to market. And so really the, the need for us to to recognize the importance of sustainability and to be a leader in the space is one that I think makes business sense because we know that it's something that our consumers value, but it also is, it, it has to do with a company that's been around for 157 years, wanting to see that its products, the quality of its products are maintained well into the future. So for us, it's about uh, our longevity and our existence as a company, but also about good business sense with our consumers and what they value. I love that. Well, my, my three-year-old and four-year-old boys, thank you for that. Um, the, the second campaign, and I do too as well, all right. um, <laughs> but the second campaign uh, that I'd like to talk to is just so different um, from that kind of sustainability and tying that together and doing it with purpose in a way that it just makes common sense, a common practice, which is not uh, 
a normal thing uh, these days. Um, but you had a partnership with music trio Major Laser. Can you tell us how um, you started that work with the group and what that partnership entailed? Sure. So this dates back, again, about two years. And the, the brief was actually uh, quite simple. We asked each other on the brand team and, and also asked our agency, if Bacardi were a sound, what would it sound like? So we know what Bacardi tastes like. We know what Bacardi looks like. But we, we're, we're a brand that has been active in, in music as a platform for some time. But we've never really, we've never really identified a sound for the brand. And so we, we did some digging. We actually spoke with a number of uh, different music experts around different genres. And we, through a pretty diligent process, we identified Major Laser as a group that really embodied a Caribbean sound that was, that was on the rise. What we found was the Caribbean-inspired sound is actually influencing multiple different genres of music. And so it only made sense for Bacardi to, to be embracing that and to be using that as, as it sounds. And so we started working with Major Lazer, who were very excited to work with us because they, in fact, were rum drinkers. And so they had a, a real interest in the, in the product and the partnership. And so that was really how things began. And we're, we we're actually have, have continued the partnership to this day, and we're looking forward to future projects with them. So it's been, it's been a pretty, pretty integrated partnership from everything from tour and event sponsorship through to uh, their music being featured in our advertising and everything in between. So it's been a pretty holistic partnership. Of that last summer, and I know everyone's getting ready for this summer, but last summer, Major Laser and you guys, you guys released the Snapchat music video um, yes. for Front of the Line. And it was, from my perspective, a massive success. Huge. Maybe, can you perhaps share with other marketers a behind-the-scenes look of how that idea was developed, what it, what it took to make it happen? Sure. One of the things that we've been, it was a space that we had been kind of carving out and we've continued to do so since, but um, that we've really been focused on is looking at whether it's social platforms, different types of technology and finding ways to hack different technology and create engaging tools for consumers to play with as a way to interact with the brand. And so we, um, we had this idea around working with Major Laser to create a music video for Front of the Line, which was just coming out through Snapchat using user-generated content through a, through a filter that, uh, that we would design in partnership with the Major Laser guys. And so we worked with, well, no, uh, with the most successful filter ever, I was told. <laughs> I think it's, I, I, I think it was, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure what's come out in the last week, but I know that was a title that we <laughs> held for some time. We, uh, we, we were we were blown away with the results in terms of the, the interaction, but we, we, we actually called in technologists from, from Scandinavia to, to come over to New York to help design the filter we wanted it to be something that, that matched the way, obviously, Bacardi looked and felt, but also brought in the elements of Major Lazer's visual identity, making sure that it was a true collaboration in terms of what the final product was. And ultimately, we found that as soon as it launched, it was something that took off. I think for a number of days, it was the, it was the, the top filter on Snapchat. And, uh, and when we produced the final video, it was something that from start to, to finish, just had people on the f using the filter and, and the song ended up doing extremely well also. So I think it ended up being a way that we could collaborate with uh, a cultural influencer, a group that has an interest in the brands. It was very organic. And then ultimately we collaborated to cre create something new, which is something that we love doing. I love that. 
is uh, what's the next Bacardi major laser partnership? Uh, I, with, I, I can't give too much away. We do have uh, a project uh, coming up with them in the next couple months that we're very excited about. So I think one of the things that uh, I think you're, you're bringing up a good point for us, which is that in terms of the partnerships that we create and develop, we, we're always looking at how to have something that is more long-term. So I think it, it's kind of in the DNA of our company as, as a family company that's been around for over 157 years. We, we very rarely will have a one-year partnership. We very rarely will have something that feels more transactional. So I mean, we've been working with Major Laser now for almost three years. They've been great partners. And I think we feel like each year the, the partnership gets better and better because we we know each other and we know how the other works. And so we end up getting to to a good space even faster than the first year we started working together. So we definitely have work coming up with them in the future. And I think one of the things we're very proud of is just the long-term aspect and view that we take with our partnerships. That's wonderful. Are there any other trends or, or tech developments that you are particularly excited about in the coming years? Yeah, well, you actually caught you caught, you caught me on a good day. We actually won two Webby Awards this morning. Just announced this morning, one for a project that we did called Live Moves, which was an Insta, an IGTV program where we uh, used Instagram Stories and IGTV and allowed consumers to vote for and and actually direct a music video. The the music was provided by eight, the DJ A track, and then the, there were two twins uh, dancers called Lit Twins. And they went all around New York City and, and, uh, and consumers voted and, and were able to direct where, what dance moves they did next, what locations they went to. And so that won uh, a Webby for Best Social Media campaign this morning. And then we had um, another program called Instant DJ that, uh, that, that won as well. So very excited about both of those awards and, uh, and looking, always looking for the next social hack that we can get into next and uh, trying to up our game. Kudos. Kudos. It's fantastic. There are a few questions that I tend to ask everybody that's on the show, and I'd like to ask them to you. What are your feelings towards diversity and inclusion? Uh, sure. I, I think it sounds almost cliche, but I think you, in terms of, in terms of the brand team and the, the, the marketing teams that are creating work and strategy, you need to ensure that the people around you reflect the consumers that you want to speak to and engage with. For Bacardi, uh, we're a brand that is what we, reaching what we call a legal drinking age to 25-year-old consumer. And more and more, we're seeing that you know, not just with respect to race, but with respect to, to gender, the people who are interacting with our products, which I mean, used to be much more male and now are, are much more evenly split by gender. Um, we're seeing the need to make sure that we understand the points of view of, of all different types of people. And so spirits in, is known as being a, a more male dominated industry. I'm very proud that our brand team has more, more women than men on the team. And we also have both African-American and, and his, Hispanics on the team. So we, we, I feel like have a very diverse group of people that are creating, uh, what I feel like is, is sort of very multifaceted marketing that, um, that appeals to a diverse audience. And that, it's something I think that, that we do well and I'm, I'm very proud of it. And now, uh, just to get personal, just downright personal, your favorite <laughs> album of all time and why? Oof, 
so I thought about this question because I knew it was coming. And uh, so I, I, uh, I, I tried to go back through my life and think about the, the, the album that I've liked the most at any given time. And it's going to shock you, but the, that was probably when I was in middle school and it was Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Um, so it was, an old, it was an oldie, but a goodie. It was one that I don't ever listen to anymore. But at the time, I probably listened to that album for two years straight and didn't listen to anything else. So, um, so it's, it's not my genre today, but I would have to put that out there. I love that. Ned, how do people get in touch with you? How do they engage with Bacardi? What do you want to put out there? Are you speaking anywhere? How do people know more from Ned? So I'm actually going to be speaking at Sustainable Brands Conference in Detroit on June 5th. Excited about that. I'm going to be speaking about our partnership with the Lonely Whale and the Future Doesn't Suck initiative. And in terms of how best to get in touch with me, I'm on Instagram and uh, my handle is at Ned Duggan. So that's probably the best way to get me in the near term. Um, Ned, you're natural. I appreciate it. And great, great call, great content, great everything. And um, good job, man. All right. Thank you so much for the time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast. If you have an idea for a future topic or guest, shoot us a line at marketingfutures at ANA.net. Make sure to subscribe to the Marketing Futures Podcast on the Apple Podcast Network and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And as always, for more insights and resources to help you prepare for the future of marketing, head on over to marketingfutures.ana.net.